Anchor Podcast. Anchor is one of a few different podcast marketing apps on the market today, and it is set up to be a one-stop shop for podcasting. In Anchor, you can do all your editing, your recording, and hosting either via the free cell phone app, iPad, computer, or online at anchor.fm. Anchor provides unlimited free hosting, and there isn't any sort of limitation on the size of the file that you can upload. So it's fast, it's easy, and it's ready for you to use. In Anchor Podcast, like I said, you can edit, you can add music, messages, transition sounds. All of that is available on the app. So what are you waiting for? Download Anchor and start recording today. It's super user-friendly. I dare you to give it a try. What's up, what's up? What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Shishi Podcast and Vlog. Wow, has it not been a minute? Oh my God, I feel so blessed to be back amongst friends and families, to all my supporters, people who love me. Welcome to a new episode, a new episode. Y'all heard what I said? What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? All right, so a new episode of Shishi. And let me tell you guys something. It's been a long time coming. Have I not missed you? Yes. But sometimes life gets in the way with us doing everything we need to do. And guess what? There's not an excuse, but sometimes it happens. So anyway, I just want to tell you guys, so much has been happening. So much is going on. And <laughs> I had the nerve to be a teacher this year and... Ooh, did it not blow my mind? Oh my God, it did. But anyway, keeping it moving, I survived. I taught through COVID. And looks like we're going back to teaching through COVID again. Like, what are we doing? Like, what is going on? Why can't we get off these masks? Okay, yeah. That was a little bit of frustration, but I'm sick and tired of wearing a mask. I'm sick and tired of talking about COVID. I am sick and tired that We can't get this together like we can't overcome, like seriously. But, you know, even though we are dealing with this, you know, we have to remember that we serve a father that is greater than any disease that is on this earth. And I have to remind myself of that because I get that frustrated. Like, I'm seriously tired of going back and forth with these masks and, you know, can't be out in social gatherings. Like, are we going back to this again? But anyway, I know everybody's got their own hesitations, their own reserves about this. And I'm not trying to make y'all's views, my views or my views, your views. This is just how Sharita personally feels. Okay. That's just my personal feelings. Okay. So I would like to get us started. Um, I don't need my glasses just yet, but I will need them in just a minute. But I'd like to get us started on this episode. So you see me smiling, but through it all, it's been a lot of tears and it ain't been no smiles. It has not been any smiles. Okay. Yeah. So last, for the last couple of weeks, even if I take it back to last year when I got COVID and literally was sick, sick, Lord, I can't even put it into words. And I don't want to make this whole situation about that because I said I'm going to be talking about COVID but I'm not but this goes with the story but anyway to make a long story short I want to talk to you guys about when the answer is still no or we can call it bounce back or disappointments I couldn't figure out the name I wanted to name these episodes but this episode sorry not these this okay 
Get your grammar right, Sharita. But I wanted to really come to you guys and let you know that it has been just trivial. It has been trials and tribulations back to back that would make you question your walk with the Lord. And when you continuously get the answer of no, okay, I don't know if you guys can feel that when you continuously get the answer of no. So I literally, um, of course, you guys know I'm a counselor, life coach, and teaching this year also taught me a whole new, a whole new version of Sharita. I really saw how amazing I can be, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but your girl rocked, and no, I wouldn't give myself no accolades, but I rocked it out. And I tell you, as a first-year educator, it sucked and was hard. It was the hardest thing I had to do. But anyway, moving forward, that's why you guys haven't seen me make podcasts. I haven't made any YouTube videos because the job ended up being seven days a week, 10-hour days, if not longer. There were days I would stay up all night to morning time because you had to make sure I had content right for the kids in the classroom opposed to kids online. Doing all kinds of tutoring. It, It was just a lot. And meetings and teacher conferences and staying in touch with parents. Then you had the students who weren't doing anything. When I tell you, they don't pay teachers enough. And I don't want to make this a whole policy, take this to Congress, to the Senate, but they do not pay teachers enough or to the state. All right. They just do not. And all that we've endured and continuously endure, and it's always training, 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 training. Yeah, you heard me. There's always training. You never get out of it. You never, ever have. There's never a dull moment. So everybody keeps telling me, like, if you teach next year, it won't be that way. Well, you know, guess what? Fool me once, your fault. Fool me twice, my fault. I don't know about all that. But anyway, but, you know, I leave my life in God's hands. Whatever he wants to do is what I'm going to do. Whatever he tells me to do is what I'm going to do. But anyway, get back to topic at hand. I really got off track this year with that job. Got off track with my goals and what my dreams are and my aspirations. And I allowed that. I can't blame nobody but Sharita. But if I choose to stay in that situation, choose to be in situations that keep me from my goals, then it's my fault again. And that is also the definition of insanity. So I told you guys the story in January on the podcast when I got accepted in medical school, but I lost it due to COVID. All right. So, and also due to situations around COVID and what COVID magnified for pre-meds and people going to medical school last year, it was really a lot. So I don't want to make excuses, but it deterred my route. It deterred my life. So when I got that answer, when I couldn't do something they needed me to do before I could come to medical school, and and when they asked me to complete something, well, anyway, being sick as I was, I ended up getting the answer of no to let's do this again. When the answer is continuously no. Do we bounce back? Or do we sit and settle? So this year, I've been, um, this summer, Sorry, not this year. This summer, I've been really doing a lot of soul searching, searching for things I've been trying to do. But everything that I have applied to do, the answer has been no. You heard me, no. So I got on here and I was just like, I know I'm not the only one who's experiencing this. 
Let me make sure that I am speaking to my audience, to my fans, the people who love me, friends and family, that what do we do when the answer continuously is no? When you're continuously getting the disappointments, when you're continuously just not getting what you want, when the story is not being told like you expected it to be, what do you do? Good question, right? What do you do? Do you sit back and take it? Or do you go to the father? Or do you call your girlfriends and have a whole mental meltdown, a whole pity party? Or do you just really get yourself back, dust yourself off and try again? Y'all remember that song, Dust Yourself Off, Try Again? All right. Okay. I'm not about to start singing, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say. So is that what we do? So I got to tell you, after getting so many of no's, I really had to set my, I had to pull myself back regather my thoughts, go before the father. And I'm talking about Jesus Christ, God, y'all know who y'all know I'm talking about. I had to pray. I had to get back in my prayer closet. I do this daily, but I had to get back with the Lord because I'm like, okay, Lord, what is happening? Like, this is what you're telling me to do. This is what I know I'm supposed to do. I know my purpose and my calling, but the answer is continuously no. So people, when I hear, when I'm counseling, I hear everybody, you know, in a marriage, especially my marriage counseling, when they're going through the divorce and, and the wives are fighting for the husband or husbands are fighting for the wives and they're still saying no. Or, or when you want that job and you do this interview and you're doing all this preparation for it and the answer is no. Or what about the times that you had this business deal going? I mean, ooh, you know you're about to get paid. Oh, I'm about to represent. And at the end of the deal, the answer is no. I mean, I can go on and on about how many times we can hear the answer. No. What about the women who are dealing with infertility, who are doing everything in their power that they can do to get pregnant? And when you get ready to do that pregnancy test and the answer is still no, not pregnant. Or what about when you go to the doctor's office and you've been doing all this chemotherapy for, you know, people who got cancer and chemotherapy radiation and you go back to doctor for like, let's check and see if it's gone. And the answer is still no. What do we do? What do you do when you've done all you know to do? You've prayed, you have cried, you have plead your case to the Lord. And the answer is still no. The disappointments. Do we bounce back? I want you to know that I've had a whole come to Jesus moments these last couple of days. And God has really assured me that it's time for you to put the glasses on. It's time for you to put my glasses on. All right. He told me he wanted me to finish what he started in me. He would complete the good works that he started in me. I had to keep the faith. I had to keep going. This wasn't the time to stop because you got that answer. No, he wants to keep perfecting those things that he started in you. So some of you guys who are in school right now, and maybe you didn't get the financial aid. The answer is no. Maybe you didn't get the acceptance you wanted. The answer is no. That doesn't mean you stop. You keep going harder and you keep pressing your way through and you keep crying out to God to make sure he is aligning your path that you know which way and direction he wants you to go. Now, I on the other hand thought I was doing all that. Yeah, let's keep it real. I did. And when the answer was still no, God told me to quit focusing on what didn't work out and keep on going and doing what he told me to do. 
So yes, I am going to complete my doctorate degree. I am. I'm going to stay in school and finish like I'm supposed to do. Even though in the midst of this storm, even though in the midst of these setbacks, yeah, I want to cry out. Yes, I want to stop and be like, okay, I'm fixing to chill out. I don't even have to do all this. Seriously? Like I got enough degrees for a little bit. You know what I mean? I go do something else. But it's not my passion. It's not my heart's desire is to do what I've been doing. Don't get me wrong. I like counseling. I don't love it. I like teaching. But I don't love it. There's something in you that you love to do. Everybody has it. But everybody has to figure that out. I know me and what I love to do. And when I'm in my field doing what I love to do, when you're really rocking it out, when you're doing your passion and your calling, I promise you, it's like you're not doing a job at all. You're actually just like, okay, this is what I'm designed to do. Like you actually have joy going to work. You ever see people who are so mad to get up and go to work on Monday mornings? Well, we all know this about the job because every day of the week, it's just a new day with a different title. So what is it about Mondays? And I never get this, this life coach telling me, he said, you just don't like your job. And I was like, Psh, I didn't need to pay you to tell me that. I sure don't. But just to get back to where we're at, what do you do when the answer is still no? And I want you guys to know, I had wrote this whole little message out and I'm going to go back to it and let me make sure I find it. And I wrote this thing. It says, there's a story I'd like to tell about myself. The story about how my life should have turned out. The story about how you had the perfect kids. The story about how your marriage was perfect. It didn't end in divorce. That, you know, your stock market, your stock market didn't crash this year through COVID. Or that your savings account didn't deplenish this year through COVID. Or you didn't lose your, your house due to COVID. Or, I mean, I can keep naming it. Or your kids actually passed this year. Or your kids won't actually have to continuously wear a mask. Or we don't have to keep consent, continuously seeing the numbers rise up for COVID people in deaths. Do I need to keep going on like I'm over the negativity and what's been going on in the world and society today. So when we continuously keep getting these disappointments, what do we do? <sighs> There's a riddle with missing details every day. It's full of a general sense of okayness. No, actually more than okayness. It's the story where you're either digging your toes in the sand or you're getting a perfect massage or a land I didn't design, but I'm allowed to live in it. Are you in this perfect home that always stays clean? I mean, I can go on and on and on. But can I veto all the circumstances that don't look right, feel right, or even smell right? Can we talk about that? Okay. People are kind. They do what they say they're going to do and are only grumpy, mean or mad when things are not going their way or things are not working out. Goodness dots the landscape like trees in bloom. Peace hovers like the best puffy clouds. And the soundtrack is simple and sweet. You see laughter everywhere. Now I'm telling you guys, this is my perfect scenario about life. I, I, you see people happy every day. You don't hear the bad news on the radio. The life that you would intend for things to be that is not going that way. 
I suspect you have a version of this kind of story that you like to tell yourself as well. I'm rich. I'm famous. I got billions of followers on social media. And guess what? I have a chauffeur. Okay. All right. Hmm. Or my butt's as big as the Kardashians. Or I'm as skinny as everybody who works out every day, the trainers. And my diet is on point. Okay. Can we go there? All right. I suspect you have a version that you tell yourself like this every day. We just don't want to read the end of the story and feel good about it. We want to take the pen and write it ourselves. And you, when you write this story, I'm sorry, I'm getting a piece of hair in my mouth. When we write this story, you want the story to be how you want it to be. It's not going the way like my, my weeks have gone this summer, my last year when I got my denial. Yeah, it's not going that way. It's actually going in the way that you know that God can make things happen for you, right? Humans are very attracted to outcomes. We say we trust God, but behind the scenes, we work our fingers to the bone and our emotions are into are in a tangled fray trying to control our outcomes. Okay, now I got to go ahead and stop you right there because that's where Sharita goes wrong. Sharita does not know how to step back and allow God to work. And last week, that was one of the words he gave me was get out the way. I don't need your help. Lord, now you're talking to somebody like me. I'm a control freak and... Mm, but guess what? It's not working out. So guess what? I need to redesign, realign my life. Yes. Yes. That's what I need to do. And I need to let God be the driver and not Sharita. Sometimes things don't work out the way that we it should have. And guess what? There's nothing you can do about that. Because that actually was not God's best for you. And ladies, let me just go ahead and say this. I got to interrupt this. I'm sorry. Let me tell you something. A married man is not going to leave his family for you. Ladies, I'm so over, over women who are preying on married men and hoping in, in the outcomes that he's going to leave his wife and he really wants me. I lost a client to this. I'm not going to play the game with you. I'm not going to pray he leaves his wife. That covenant that him and his wife had before the Lord. I'm not doing none of that. Let me tell you guys something. That's when you got that answer no when he ain't left. So now you're mad. So now you're trying to be spiteful and mean to everybody else because you knew you was wrong. Yeah, it didn't work out, right? Because it wasn't designed to be that way. And that's something we've got to all understand. Sometimes things are not designed to go your way. Does it make us mad? Yeah. Does it make you want to quit? Yeah. But guess what? Sometimes when that door shuts, God is saying, Boop, we ain't got to worry about what's coming next. And we don't see that. We don't see what's going on behind closed doors. You know how they always say that little message where the, the, uh, the teacher is quiet through the test. I literally told the Lord the other day, I need you to start talking through the test. We ain't going to get in trouble cheating, but I need you to start telling me something. So I'm going to tell you guys something. When it's for you. And that's the way God wanted it to be. The doors will open and everything's going to work out. Is that easy for me to say right now? Yeah. Was it easy for me to hear last week? Nope. Not at all. I was so blessed. I had a girlfriend come and she's taking me out. She did a lot for me. Uh, my husband just really came through. My mom, my family, just everybody came through for me. Just really, really showing me extra love and grace. And I'm so thankful for it because I had the nerve last week to walk around and forget all the promises all the good things that God has done for me, the nerve of me, right? I mean, like seriously, I walked around with a chip on my shoulder, the nerve of anybody trying to speak. I mean, I was angry 
and hurt. I didn't know how to process the no's I continuously kept getting. I didn't know how to process the disappointment because that just does not continuously happen to me repetitiously. And the Lord is saying through these, through these hard times, through this process, I need you to get closer to me. I need you to rely on me. Quit relying on yourself. At the end of the day, I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to guide you. Yeah, we can all go cry to our mamas. We can all go cry to our best friends. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, the only one who knows your end from your beginning is the Lord. The Bible said, he says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. As much as we want to play God in our lives, we want to be in charge of everything. That's not the way God designed it. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's hard for me like it is for y'all. And don't get me wrong. I'm getting better day by day because I choose to work on that. But I promise you it's hard. Okay, so back to the story. We, we say we trust God, but behind the scenes, we work our fingers to the bones. And our emotions are in a tangled fray trying to control our outcomes. We praise God when our normal looks like what it should. We question when it doesn't. How many of us do that? I mean, when it's going good, whoop, 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 whoop. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Mm, mm, mm. Going to church Wednesday. Yes. Hallelujah, Father. It worked out. But what about the days it doesn't? Just like I've been experienced, I've had to press my way through my praise and worship, my Bible studies every day, spending that time with God like, Lord, I'm not understanding. What am I not getting? And he's not telling me to do something different. He is saying, stay on the path. What? This path ain't getting me nowhere. This path is driving me crazy. Like what? And my poor husband, y'all, he be dealing with a lot. Bless him. Bless him, Father. Thank you. I have a good man. But anyway, so I'm just telling you guys, do not get up, give up when a going gets tough. When you continuously get the answer, no. When you thought that man was leaving his wife, when you thought that y'all were going to get married and the answer is no. Yeah, I know. Kind of sucks sometimes, but that wasn't God's best for you. How do we deal with not knowing is God's best for us? We get closer to God. We get intimate with the father and figure out what our next steps are and let him lead and guide us and quit trying to be the driver. I can sell this now because guess what? Sharita was doing all of that. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay, let me get back to my story. Even the most grounded people can feel hijacked by the winds of unpredictable change. I didn't feel hijacked. I felt like somebody had actually giving me blades and needles and was poking me with it and cutting me up. That's how I felt. I felt like I was bleeding internally going with these notes. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. We can't do it. I regretfully want to send you this and tell you what you need to do to get better. Really? Tell me what to do to get better? And it just got to be the same thing over and over and over again. The same thing over and over and over again. But God, a lot of times, wants us to finish, wants us to finish the good works that he is really, be he began in you. He's going to complete it until the day that the Lord comes back. He's not telling you to stop. I was reading in Jeremiah, with, no, I'm sorry, Philippians, I'm sorry, Philippians 1 and 26. And when I come to you again, you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ, Christ Jesus, because of what life he is doing through me that's good right to take pride Jesus is so good Proverbs twenty four sixteen. 
The godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again and again. So how many times do we sink down, we fall down, and we choose to stay down? And I'm going to tell you right now, that is something I don't do well. I can't stay down. I'm always on the plan for the next thing. I don't ever just stay. My husband can tell you, well, just take this time to, re- uh, no, I got I got a plan to come back. Because me and the father got business to tend to. And I'm trying to help him get, help him get me where he needs me to be. And I believe sitting down, staying down don't help him. Because faith without works is dead. I got to put action into work. And I keep going until the Lord redirects, re realigns everything. I'm not going to ever lay down. I'm not going to ever be dormant. I'm not going to ever be stagnant. And that's the decision that a lot of you guys have to make. So sometimes I think when you guys go through a lot, and I see this a lot with my clients, you stay down because you don't have the tenacity, the, the, um, the desire to keep going when life keeps throwing you lemons. I know sometimes we don't want to make no lemonade and I don't care how sweet you can make it. It's still tart, right? I'm with you. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I made big assumptions of what God, of what a good God should do and then find myself especially disappointed when the winds change and nothing at all feels right over the last year last couple months i faced heartbreak after heartbreak in my in my life this isn't how i pictured my life right now so we can also name this title this is not how i pictured my life right now or you can title it bounce back or you can um, title this disappointment or you can title this when the answer is still no yeah i know And through the details of my story, I hope that this is not how your life is looking right now. But there is hope. Though we can't predict or control or demand the outcome of our circumstances, we can know the great certainty we will be okay. Better than okay. Better than normal. We will be victorious even because Jesus is victorious. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 and victorious people were never meant to settle for number, um, normal. We're going to read 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Sorry, I didn't pull that up right now. But what if the victory is only a part of how things turn out? What if a bigger part of being victorious is how well we live today? How well we receive the disappointment? How well we, we endure? What if that's what we're supposed to be doing today? This hour at this minute. Over the next few days, I want you to find a way to tie your hope not in the two specific outcomes, the way that we can get back to normal, but rather to the very heart of God. The author of your story, your heart, can never conceive but beg to live with every thump and beat. So what I want you guys to do is, in a journal, yeah, I said a journal, how would you describe your version of normal? But then also, too, what is normal? So it would be your version of what you think is normal. But also, too, I want you to describe your version of it. Write down a few words that come to your mind and then describe it. But put it into your, put it into your life right now and how things are going. Yeah, I know. That's work to do. But sometimes when we journal it and write this stuff down, it gives you so much more clarity. All right, so... 1 Corinthians 15, 57, but thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I had to share that with you guys. Thanks be to the father who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. All right. So I'm telling you guys this stuff because this is what I've gone through. And, and I want you to know it's not supposed to be this way. It's, it's just not supposed to be this way. 
I'm trying to go back to my other thing I wrote to you guys. My client wrote this and I got to read it to you. So, you know, I, I have to share it. A couple of years ago, my husband and I entered one of the most difficult seasons of our life. We had um, faced a, we got a bad diagnosis of autoimmune disease and we had lost a, uh, a beloved uh, member of the family. And then um, they had issues with their son. I like to tell you that I rose above it all, overcame more than conquered, but truthfully, my faith in God wavered. How many of us have been through that? When you say that your faith is with the Lord, but because things are not working out how you think they should be, okay, Lord, you're disappointing me again. Okay, Lord, the disappointments are not working out. Okay, Lord, this is not how I thought my story would be. Okay, Lord, I can't handle the no's. I can't handle the setbacks. But do we not know that when we are going through these setbacks that God is getting us ready for the biggest, the greatest comeback? We don't want to see it. We don't want to believe it. The hurt and the pain at this moment makes us settle in our grief and our hurt. But anyway, although she had been a Christian for a lot of years, for the first time, her walk with God had come to ultimately not praying, not wanting to read a Bible. She just could not understand why they were going through what they were going through. How many of us have been there? Ultimately, God no longer fit in the box that she had designed for him. Okay, so I got to tell you guys something. <sighs> Natalie, Grant, Natalie Grant wrote a, wrote a song about that, that we try to keep God contained in this box, but he, we forget that he actually created the world. And I do that a lot. I do that. I find myself doing That's why that song is so important to me, that I'm always trying to put him in this box, but God is like, I created the world. Don't put me in a box. Okay. All right. So she said that I, I, I could no longer fit God in the box and I had no idea what to do about it. What I didn't realize is that God was about to blow the box wide open, reveal more to himself to more of himself to me. In the middle of this very difficult season, God gently led me back to himself and pursue his supernatural comfort. I want you to know when she said that, like I said before, she had to go back to basics. She had to go back and relearn how to trust in the Lord. She had to go back and build her faith up. Because when we continuously go through, it makes you almost lose trust in God. Like, what is happening, Lord? Am I not doing something right? Am I, am I, am I not on the right path? Like, why is my family going through this? Why are we dealing with this? Why is this drug addicted son not doing what you've called him to do? I've been praying for him and it's not happening. Why, why is my, my, my daughter still out in the streets and she's supposed to be home? When the things are not going the way that you had planned, when your story is not being written the way that you wrote it, what do you do? All right. We have to remember that God is the source for all comfort. We don't have to live in the fear of seasons of anguish. We are called to comfort others with the comfort we, we receive. God comforts us with purpose. He actually comforts us so that we will comfort others for the sake of their salvation. I'm going to ask you, who could you comfort today for the sake of the Father? God is with you even when you can't muster the strength to find him. And that's where I was. I couldn't muster the strength to find him. God had to come through for me in ways that I couldn't get it. I, I couldn't, I was praying and reading the Bible and doing my praise and worship. I could not understand why I kept getting these no's. I couldn't understand why I kept getting in these setbacks because everything that I had designed, the story I had written, I was going to be somewhere different this fall and I'm not. 
Yeah, you heard me, and I'm not. Yeah, there's still hope. I, not a doubt, there's still hope. But my story that I wrote, the disappointment that I'm feeling, does not align with the story that I'm writing. But God is saying, guess what? The Jeremiah 29, 11. I want to make sure I get this right. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have towards you. There are thoughts to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. And I might have said that a little bit backwards, but y'all get the gist. Jeremiah 29, 11, you can look it up for yourself. And when he gave me that word, I literally just crushed because even though you're looking for these doors to open and they're closing, why are they? So sometimes you got to quit asking why and ask the what. You got to grow through what you're going through. You heard me grow through it. You can't stop. You can't fall backwards. You have to dust yourself off and keep going. What did I say? Um, and what was in Proverbs? Proverbs uh, 24, 16. The godly may trip up seven times, but, but they will get up again. If first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. Yeah, do that. All right. <laughs> First Corinthians, first Corinthians 10, 13. I got to read this. No temptation has, has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And when I got to that scripture before I was pinned in here, it was talking about how he will not let you go through stuff that you cannot handle. But the time you're going through it, you think you can't handle it because I really felt like I was breaking. I felt like I was actually going through a normal process. Even the clients I have now, the ones I'm talking to, until we get to talking, that's how they feel. I'm helping them go through, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm helping them grow through it. Yeah, you're going to go through, but I got to help you grow through it. And I got to actually practice what I preach. So when I got all my disappointments this summer and nothing's going right, I mean... I've actually had to grow through it. And there's certain things that you cannot do anything about. There are certain times you just have to just dust yourself off and try again. And a lot of times we got to start learning how to speak to the storm. Just like Jesus did on the boat with the disciples. Speak to the storm. You know what to do. And some of you that don't, that's fine. We can teach you. We can learn. We can learn together. But a lot of times we've got to learn to dust ourselves off and try again. We cannot allow these setbacks. Let your pride set in and not keep trying and keep going. And let me tell you guys something. Sometimes reach out and get the help that you need. If it's definitely not working and continuously not works, get the help that you need. There's nothing wrong with reaching out to people. There's nothing wrong with saying, I need some help. But anyway, I didn't know what to title this message. Is it bounce back? Is it when the answer is continuously no? Or is it disappointment? Just disappointments. Wow. So anyway, I hope this encourages you guys not to give up, not to stop, but to continuously just keep going and keep going and keep fighting. Keep fighting for what God has for you. And journal. Journal what does it mean to be normal when things are not going right? What does that mean? I'd be interested to hear what you say. Let me know. All right, you guys. Take care. And thank you for listening to a new episode of Shishi Podcast and Vlog. 
And you guys can find me on all major platforms, um, podcast platforms. And of course, to get to the vlog, you got to go to YouTube. But anyway, um, take care. Have a wonderful day. And I look forward to talking to you guys again. If you need to reach out, do it. I'm here for you. Talk with you soon. Bye.